It's Christine and Kaylee with Brain Grub. Feeding your brain. Welcome back. Hey. So it's uh, kind of a dreary Wednesday today. Yeah, it is. Yeah, not too bad. How yeah. has things been for your week? It's been going. <laughs> it's been going. Yeah, I'm it's feeling Wednesday. it. Yay. I'm feeling it. We um, just had a full moon. And mm. if you've been listening to us, we've been kind of tracking things along with the full moon. I would definitely say this has been a rough full moon. <laughs> yeah. And if bit. you are into astrology at all, uh, Mercury is now in direct right? It's going direct. It's no longer okay. retrograde. So if you notice that in this past week, your life has sped up exponentially. Thank you, Mercury. Thanks, Mercury. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today we are actually not going to talk about Mercury no. or your life speeding up, but we are going to talk about <laughs> conflicts. Conflicts. Yeah. And it's one more thing that everyone has, right? Yes, for sure. So if you are a human being, um, or maybe even an animal, I don't know. I don't but know. for sure, if you're a human being, disagreements are a fact of your life. And if you have any interpersonal relationships, they also are part of those relationships, mm-hmm. right? Conflicts are normal. Um, it really um, is something part of just having an interpersonal relationship. It doesn't mean that conflicts are terrible, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. But context, having disagreements and having conflicts do come up even in the best of relationships, right? Yep. So it's really hard to have a meaningful association with one another and not have some kind of opposing viewpoints mm-hmm. or opinions, at least occasionally, right? Yeah. So if you are thinking right now, like, well, I know my friend who never gets into an argument right Mm -hmm. with her husband never never happened not once maybe it's you (laughs) this is probably because you are avoiding the conflict not actually addressing it right which we're going to talk about so we want to uh, spend today talking a little bit about conflict management strategies right Mm -hmm. so how to identify them what kind of conflict manager are you right do you avoid conflict do you are you an attacker you like to get into conflicts how do you avoid or handle those and then we're going to talk about maybe some effective strategies Mm -hmm. of being able to get through a conflict in a healthy way which will all which will actually foster intimacy and security in relationships and really can help lead to healthy and enduring relationships in your life right yes so Tell us a little bit, Kaylee, about maybe what we can look forward to learning how to have some positive ways to resolve conflict in our lives. Yes. So you will have reduced anxiety. Okay. Um, There's going to be a lack of fearfulness and tension when expressing disagreements. You're going to have increased closeness with each other. Okay. You're not going to let... Um, disagreements become more intense or damaging. Okay. Um, you're going to understand each party's opinion by having a meaningful and open discussion. Okay. And also within the family, you will be demonstrating positive conflict resolution as an example to your children. Okay, awesome. So those are a lot of great things. Yeah. Right? So it, again, even if you're thinking like, well, I mean, I don't have any disagreements because I just don't argue. You may be missing out on things like intimacy in your relationship. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, good example, for a long time, I had no idea that my mom did not like a certain type of stone. She had a, a ruby ring mm-hmm. as her wedding ring, and I did not know until actually my father passed away that she hated rubies. <laughs> what? Yeah. She just never wanted to tell him. Oh. So... Her whole life, she looked at that ring 
and I, which I have it now, mm-hmm. and she just avoided it. And that's a disagreement, right? There's right. a difference of opinion. She mm-hmm. loved my father. She loved that ring. But deep down, she would have loved to have actually a sapphire, and that was her favorite, oh. not a ruby. Oh. Hmm. But my dad never knew. Never knew. Yeah. So that's just a very small example, right? However, I felt like it was like mind blowing that I had no idea that she did not like these things or that was a difference of opinion that she had with my dad and that was never disclosed. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing if my dad knew that, he may have done some different things as well. Right. Some negative outcomes besides just getting a stone that you never like. Um, to having poor conflict management or just really sharing disagreements and mm-hmm. resolving them in healthy ways could be um, just having a heightened emotional response. So feeling depressed, feeling anxious, mm-hmm. feeling angry, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes if you're stuffing, you know, you're like, mm, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to be mad inside. You're actually like just stuffing it, right? And right. that can lead to resentment. You can have less satisfaction in your relationships because you don't feel as close. You maybe you worry about feeling judged or you might be judging your partner because they have a difference of opinion that you do or Mm -hmm. they um, do something differently than you do than that you find irritating right you could have emotional or physical withdrawal so kind of just pulling Mm -hmm. back from relationship and this i'm not just talking about intimate relationships this could be work relationships right it could be your co-worker your your boss whoever physiological responses including increased stress right so chronic stress and we're going to get into this um, coming up soon talking about the actual research um, behind stress Mm -hmm. right and unresolved conflict and how that impacts us in our lives yeah so it can relieve it can actually relieve your depression and anxiety right like you mentioned to address conflicts, mm-hmm. not addressing them can actually increase and lead to chronic stress. Makes sense. So on lastly, before we wrap to go to a break, I just want to also mention modeling poor conflict resolution strategies really does um, contribute to your child having difficulty understanding how to resolve conflict and it also creates some confusion mm-hmm. so your kids kind of pick up on things oh, yeah. right they know mm, something's not right here like i can feel the tension in the house i can feel like mom and dad are going you know something's not not going right or you're um mad at your another child mm-hmm. and if they do not see a good healthy modeling of having a resolution of conflict working through conflict in a healthy way that's how they learn how to deal with conflict right. Right. So if you are a household that grew up that we never talked about conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. You never saw mom and dad fight. You never said anything was wrong. That could be creating some, you know, difficult beliefs for you Mm -hmm. about dealing with conflict in your present life. Right. So it may even thinking about conflict or dealing with conflict might create a lot of anxiety for you because you really haven't learned how to do this well. Right. Right. And there could be some relationships, which we'll talk about, that um, you just have conflict with. Right. Mm -hmm. You kind of butt heads with this person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't get along with everybody and that's fine. However, learning how to manage through those could be very beneficial for not only your physical well-being, but your emotional well-being, right? We're looking right. out for both in this um, show, right? We mm-hmm. want to talk about not only the the emotional well-being, but your physical well-being because they are interactive. Mm-hmm. 
So I want you to just start thinking about like, uh, are there any of these relationships that I have that maybe I am avoiding dealing with some conflicts or disagreements or differences of opinion? Mm -hmm. Think about maybe how do you go about doing this, (laughs) right? Are you the attacker, the avoider, right? The attack and retreat. How are you? And then we're going to kind of, when we get into this hour, we're going to talk more about what does it look like to do um, healthy conflict resolution? How do you do it? And then we're going to even practice, right? Some mm-hmm. practical tips about step-by-step guides of being effective in really resolving conflicts. Okay, so stay tuned right after this break. So before the break, we were just talking about um, the week a little bit and conflicts, mm-hmm. right? That everyone has conflicts. Everyone. And I'm not talking about just big blown out, drag out, knock down fights. I'm talking about disagreements. I'm yeah. talking about the minor everyday uh, differences of opinion mm-hmm. or annoyances, right? And how this is normal in having relationships in our lives and um, that it's important to figure out how to deal with conflict so that we can live happy, healthy lives, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to dig in. We like to talk a little bit about the research so it doesn't sound like we're just making stuff up, (laughs) right? So we dig into the research. So Kaylee, tell us a little bit about what you found in the research about resolving conflicts and the benefits, or I guess even negative benefits of not resolving conflicts to our physical health and our emotional health. Yes. So even like minor conflict, well, minor stressors Mm -hmm. could contribute to a negative health outcome leading to serious conditions. So even if it's really little, they build up and lead to something. So you always leaving that cap off the toothpaste. (laughs) It's a minor stress, right? Right. But you know that if that happens every day, it grinds on you. Oh, for sure. Builds and builds until you're like, "Ah." right, right. Yeah. Or like the toilet paper, you know, putting it on the wrong way. Right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay. So little things. Little things. Irritate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the ability to confront these stressors rather than avoid them, they can lead to positive health benefits. Okay. Yeah. There was a survey um, from a website called Very Well that um, found that some of the some couples capitalized on the increased time during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. The Some experienced improvements in their relationships or they established new ways to connect. About a quarter of couples that t- took the survey reported that they thrived during okay. that time. Awesome. I actually, yeah, I heard some other research and honestly, I don't know the source right off the top of my head. They were talking about how some couples who were actually pending divorce, so maybe they've already filed paperwork, but mm-hmm. you know, the courts were closed so they couldn't divorce right. and they were locked down mm-hmm. um if they were able to r- work through some of that conflict they actually had you know decided to not get divorced or kind of improve mm-hmm. their relationship during the pandemic because it sort of forced them right. to deal rather than to continue to avoid wow that's yeah. interesting yeah um so also a quarter of couples so the same number reported they had sh- more struggles with okay. the relationship so it was about equal Okay. Mm-hmm. So it could have been, again, if people were now cooped up and they are avoiders and not dealing, 
it's now you know now it's not just the toothpaste it's now the toilet paper and it's the the seat and it's you left the cereal bowl in the Mm -hmm. sink and it's you know okay got it yep um so each household has its own way of dealing with disagreements but there was a study in oregon by oregon state university Mm -hmm. that suggests that resolving matters quickly could have have lasting health benefits okay Mm -hmm. all right yep um so the research that was published in journals of gerontology yep they revealed that when conflicts are resolved the stress related to those experiences can diminish and can even disappear altogether okay well what's exciting about this is that it's not just an age-related thing right right the journal of gerontology is going to be looking at people usually over 65 and people that couples it looks like they were looking at kind of younger folks right? right so it this conflict doesn't matter your age group the research is showing across the board that if you are able to resolve conflict, it can really be beneficial for mm-hmm. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything that you found? Yeah. Okay. So I, and again, I talked a little bit this, about this before we went on break, but I also found that a number of studies um, really indicated that the way in which a child's family of origin responds to conflict mm-hmm. influences how that child will behave towards conflict. So what I mean by that is if a child witnesses their parents um, expressing hostile remarks to one another or if one parent continually avoids any discussion or disagreements, the child will really learn to engage in similar conflict strategies in their relationships with the others as they age. So if you have a child and all they see is avoidance Mm -hmm. or all they see is just attacking and being mean to one another that is the strategies they are going to learn how to resolve conflicts in their own life, in their own relationships that can show up in a parent relationship, that could show up in a friendship as the child gets older, that can start showing up in, you know, in romantic or intimacy yeah. relationships or even, you know, relationships um, that are co-workers. Okay. Makes sense. I know. So it's really important, right, if parents are dysfunctional with their conflict strategies and managing conflict, it can really have an impact on their children. Man. So... Really be mindful of ways to improve, Mm -hmm. right? These conflict strategies, learn how to have healthy conflict resolution, can not only improve the parents' relationships, but can also lead to a better example for your children. And honestly, better relationships for your children as they grow older. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Really interesting. Yeah, it is. Man. So that study I mentioned earlier from Oregon State. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry, excuse me. That's okay. Okay. so it was a daily stress project. They, this, the study took data from a daily stress project from 2004 to 2009. Okay, so like a long study, five yeah, years? Okay, that's pretty long. Um, it gave uh, self-reported responses okay. from about 2,000 participants about their choices to confront or avoid conflicts and how these behaviors impacted their short-term emotions as well as their perceived stress the day after the conflict. Okay. So um, what the study found was that those who reported having resolved the conflict the same day it occurred mm-hmm. experienced fewer negative emotions and a lower decline in positive emotions. Okay, so they were their feelings, I guess stayed more stable over time yes okay exactly okay um so in the same group of participants Mm -hmm. um did not experience any prolonged negative emotions on the day following the okay (laughs) they didn't follow the argument right (laughs) 
<laughs> but those who avoided arguments experienced both negative emotions on the day of the conflict and lingering stress afterwards. Okay, so let me get this right. So the people who avoided having arguments and didn't resolve them in the same date, those folks actually had more negative emotions and lingering stress. Yes. Okay. All right. So one for resolve sooner rather than later. Exactly. And it makes sense because think about when you have a conflict, you just continue to ruminate about that thing. For sure. It's not like you put it away and then go do grocery shopping. No. Right. You're having that argument in your head all day. You're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them. Mm-hmm. Right, you're just repeating your argument over and over again. Yeah, that, that can't be healthy. Yeah, it happens. You. I know you're as you're listening, you're yes. thinking about it right now. Everyone has done this. <laughs> yes, I know okay. I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So really, it's thinking about how do we resolve conflict, right? To yes. really improve in stress management. Yes. <laughs> right. So also being able to have stress changes. Right. So being able to resolve will help actually reduce your cortisol. Right. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this in many other um, shows that stress can actually make body chemical changes. Right. So cortisol does impact your heart rate, your blood pressure. It actually um, elevates other stress hormones in your system. Cortisol can lead to belly fat. It can it can actually cause a decrease in your immune system functioning. Mm. Stress sucks. Okay. Stress yeah. is bad. It can lead to chronic problems in your life. And it's just peppered, right, right, throughout our life. Relationships can also contribute to your stress. Yeah. Okay, now again, I'm not I'm not saying get rid of relationships, okay? No. But really years of research has really demonstrated that stress negatively impacts your physical and your mental health. We've talked about this before, okay? So Mm -hmm. this is important. It can contribute to high blood pressure, diabetes, increased infection rates, right, with that decrease in your immune system functioning, Mm -hmm. shifts in your sex drive. It can also impact your libido for women. It can mess up your hormone menstrual cycles. It can also create physical ailments and mental health concerns. So you could have difficulty concentrating, having emotional dysregulation, mood swings, even stressors that seem small, which you mentioned before, mm-hmm. can contribute to chronic stress if they linger and compile over time. Okay, so yeah. think about that right now. Daily stressors, specifically those little minor small inconveniences that we go through each day can have lasting impacts on your mortality. Ugh. Right? And yeah. can impact things like inflammation in your body. Cognitive functioning, sex drive. Okay, if you don't think that conflict management is worth it now, I'm hoping you'll find some reasons. Right? Yeah. We don't want problems with our brain functioning or no. sex functioning or inflammation in our body because inflammation can lead to lots of really chronic illnesses, including cancer mm-hmm. and other chronic, um, you know, long-term illnesses. Okay, so any other... I don't know if we missed any. Did we miss any? I don't think so. Okay. We gave you a lot. We gave you a bunch of research right now. Um, We want to figure out, before we wrap up, uh, thinking about that conflict does do damage, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not going to do damage to you or your relationship immediately. It takes time. It does. Conflict is its own isn't going to damage the relationship. It's really all those little things over time, right? We just talked about that. Little bitty stressors building up, unresolved conflicts. 
right? right? It's when you see that person and it's still rubbing you the wrong way. And unhelpful assumptions can also impact this, right? So yeah. if you have this belief of like conflict is bad, right? We never argued in my house, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, their needs are more important than mine, right? Mm-hmm. So I think honestly, with I mentioned earlier with my mom, I think it was like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. And again, that that's love. And again, I think that my dad would have been very happy to get her a different kind of ring if she was that if that was a favorite of hers right Right. but having no idea it was just this difference of opinion that just kind of left it there being said for almost 50 years Wow! so disagreements can be really dangerous Mm -hmm. if they're just left to fester yeah right so we don't want to leave them festering all right so before we wrap up uh we're gonna just i want you to start start getting in the mindset of like fighting right we're gonna talk (laughs) about fighting right because everyone does this we have conflicts and i'm not saying about fisticuffs right i'm talking about like okay so what kind of fighter are you what kind of conflictor how are you what are you tell us the types kaylee (laughs) well do you avoid conflict at all costs all right, so you're like, oh, we don't talk. We're just going to sweep that under the right. rug and pretend it didn't yeah, happen. Never happened. Okay. Uh, do you feel that any criticism or disagreement is an attack on you? Okay, so if someone is like, maybe you could have said that differently, you're like, <gasps> okay. Right. Do you hit below the belt and regret it later? Okay, this is the person that I'm calling the attack and retreater, yeah. right? The person that's <laughs> like, I'm going to throw out that mean thing. But I got to go. But I got to go. I hate you. But later, we'll talk about it later. I maybe. love you. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Do you withdraw and become silent when you're angry? Oh, Ooh, the, the stone wall. Yes. Okay. If you right now, and we will talk about this, but yeah, that's, that's a really tough one, right? If you become silent, there's no way to resolve conflict. No, not at all. And we're not talking about like a cool down period. No. This is like your strategy, right? Like you're going to be like, oh, I'm mad, but he'll ne- you, you better figure it out. Right. I'm not telling you, but I guess. Uh, or do you store up complaints from the distant past? Oh, okay. I call this the kitchen sink fighter. Okay. Um, so if you know me, you've probably heard this at some point. Um, I call this the kitchen sink fighter. So this is the person that when you get into an argument, they're like, oh, you remember that time nine years ago? Yeah. That you said my pants look bad. Oh, I remember. And do you remember last month when you didn't pick up John when I asked you to? Oh, and two weeks ago, right? So they're throwing it all in there. And all we were talking about is, did you want to go to like Carlos Poco Loco tonight? (laughs) But they just just throw it all in, right? Mm -hmm. They're throwing it all in there. Okay, so think about, and again, we probably do a little bit of all of these, depending, right, on on how we're managing our own stress, the situation, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And if you are always finding that you don't do conflict well or you do it and it always works out badly, like it just blows up in your face every time, it may be part of the patterns of stress management, right? Or Mm -hmm. this conflict management that you're doing and strategies rather than de-escalating conflict, there could be some behaviors or beliefs that you're operating on that are actually escalating conflict, right? Mm Okay, so when we come back, we're going to dig into this a little bit more about how you could start looking at conflicts in a new, in a healthy way mm-hmm. and how what are some strategies to start resolving conflicts in more healthy ways uh, right after this break. Stay tuned. 
Hey, everyone. So before the break, we were talking about the research, right, mm-hmm. uh, The uh, that is regarding conflicts and um, your management, your conflict style, right? So if you avoid conflicts, how that can impact you physically and mentally, as well as if you are dealing with conflicts, the positives of actually dealing with conflicts. Yes. Now, we're not saying that conflicts are easy, right? Right. I'm not saying that actually addressing conflicts are, is just easy breezy. Mm-hmm. However... I am saying that it's it's important, right? For your physical health, for your mental health, for your intimacy and your relationships and for having positive outcomes. So there are some people who are more reactive than others, right? Right. So, but the extent to which we can tie off stress, So it's not gnawing at you and impacting your life over the course of the day can really help to minimize the potential long-term impact, right? So we talked about it. It's not the big things. It's the little things. Yes. It's the little things all the time. So if you're avoiding conflicts, it doesn't mean um, that's going to really solve the problem. Right. No, it right? won't. It's mm-hmm. going to create maybe more of a problem. We're going to have to actually deal with them right so the way you pursue pursue the resolution mm-hmm. is key yes right and that's what we're going to get into now we want to be clear and we want to figure out how to be accountable while committing to making compromises to help you thrive so that's what we're going to get into here oh that's hardly <laughs> okay so i wanted to spend a little bit of time just talking about you know, if you aren't doing so well at this, mm-hmm. what are some behaviors that may be causing difficulty? So maybe, you know, we talked about this. Are you maybe unfair fighter, right? right? Or hitting below the belt. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about these, Kaylee. So some behaviors that would include would be included in this would be blaming. So example would be it's your fault that everything is so messed up or maybe bad timing. We need to talk about this right now, even if we're both tired. Or maybe making impossible demands, like, you must change. Or having multiple problems. Um, You never listen to me. You're always making a mess at home. You're always looking at your phone when I want to talk. Or maybe even insulting the other person. You're so stupid or you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so those are really bad. Yes. Right? And Mm -hmm. they can create big problems in your life. Yes. Okay, so these are those unfair behaviors, right? Right. And they can really get in the way. Yes. Very Mm. much so. They can really be just the constructive, uh, uh, I'm sorry, unconstructive, right? Way of coping and um, really creating problems, finding resolutions. Yes. All right. So Mm -hmm. that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Okay. So we want to talk about ways that we can. um, Is there anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. Just want to make sure before I jump in. Harley is being a little distracting (laughs) if you can hear her. So we may have to cut in a minute and go on a little break if because she's uh, getting a little bit. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear her. Probably. Are you getting antsy? I think she might need to go out. Yes. Okay, she does. So, and if you have been listening to us, you know that she does not take no for an answer. She, does not. she definitely um, is a person that deals, you know, a dog that deals with conflict right away, as you can hear her. <laughs> she doesn't let anything ride. Nope. She's not going to go to sleep and be mad at you. No, no avoidance here. Dogs are very good at dealing with conflict right in the moment. She's yes, saying, I don't like this. I need it to change. If you keep ignoring me, I'm going to get louder, mm-hmm. right? Okay. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dig back into fair fighting. But we're going to actually talk about, okay, what are some positive conflict 
strategies, mm-hmm. right, to resolve conflict. And if you've heard of these before, they are called the fair fighting rules. <laughs> okay? We're going to talk about what fair fighting is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about what are the fair fighting rules of resolving conflicts in a healthy way. Yes. And before we wrap up this hour, yeah, here she goes. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to actually do, um, tell you a step-by-step plan. Okay, right after this break. It's Christine and Kaylee. We're back. We're back after that little Harley break. <laughs> As you know, Harley's our pet therapy dog. She's here in the studio with us every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, she, like I said, does not let conflict lie. No, she deals not. with things right away. Mm-hmm. She speaks up. She tells you what she needs. And um, as long as you comply, she's happy. She's good to go. Yep. She's now, if you can, I don't know if you guys can see her. Um, but if you can, she's just resting comfortably on the floor now. She looks so relaxed. She's got a little break. Mm-hmm. She's good to go. Yes. So that's what we want to give you. You're walk. You're talking away, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Not as you're walking away. Mm-hmm. We want to give you ways to talk through conflict, right? And um, feel relaxed and happy, just like Harley is at yeah. the end of the day. So, all right. We were talking. We t- we Kaylee shared kind of the negative or unfair fighting rules, right? And how those can get us into bad problems, right? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of unfair behaviors can really get in the way um, of really having conflict resolution or Mm -hmm. having healthy relationships, right? And really, some relationships might even have like this negative cycle of interaction each time the conflict arises or if disagreements are left unresolved, it can just create more emotional distance in the Mm -hmm. relationship. And over time, this can just really create a breakdown, a complete breakdown in a relationship. So we want to talk about fair fighting, mm-hmm. right? And if you know the research, um, bear with us, right? But um, bear with research, I'm sorry, the research on fair fighting is based on three principles, okay? Um, it's conflicts are unavoidable and are acceptable. That's, that is principle one. Okay. Okay. Principle two, the needs of each person are equally important. Makes sense. Okay, that's number two. Okay. Okay. And number three, it is possible for both people to win. Hmm. Okay, so sometimes in in conflicts, and you may have had this happen to you, okay, you don't have to raise your hand, just think about it. Um, You know, the the goal is to win, right? Like, I know I'm right, Mm -hmm. and I will do everything in my power to make sure you are wrong. So that's always kind of a win-lose situation, right, in conflicts. And so fair fighting is really based on the thought of it's possible for both people to win the argument, right, Mm -hmm. to win in a resolution, which means, you know, both people walk away feeling resolved and feeling good about the interaction. So so fair fighting is based on those three principles. So it is an actual collection of rules, right, that Mm -hmm. individuals can use to manage conflict effectively. So that it's fair and works towards a resolution, right? So fair fighting allows people to proactively express their needs, manage their feelings, right? So they don't get out of control and you're throwing blows and work collaboratively with the other person to resolve problems and find solutions. So this is the thought, right? So Mm -hmm. when you go into an argument, instead of I'm winning, 
right? The thought is, how do we resolve this? Nice. There's a big difference. There's a huge difference. Right? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference to I'm right versus how do we resolve this, right? Mm -hmm. Because winning is about being on opposing sides. Right. And resolving or fair fighting, right? Conflict resolution is about being on the same side. Okay. So fair fighting rules are really often taught with a combination of other strategies like communication, problem solving skills, mm -hmm. negotiation strategies. We're going to talk to you today about the actual rules of fair fighting. And then we're going to give you a step by step. Okay. Yes. So get ready. All right. So fair fight fighting rule number one. Okay. Okay. Before you begin, ask yourself why you are upset. Makes sense. Okay. So okay. The, again, if you're a kitchen sink fighter right now, think about why you're mad right now. Not all the reasons you're why. <laughs> why? Right? Not right. everything you've been mad about that you're still holding on to. So are you angry because your partner left the mustard out on the counter? Right? <laughs> or are you angry because you feel like you're doing an uneven share of the mm. workload? Okay, that matters mm -hmm. because if you're if you attack and say, This is the seventh time you've left the mustard out, right? And it, really the reason you're upset is because you just feel overwhelmed and you feel mm -hmm. like you're doing an unfair workload, right, in the right. house. The mustard may get put away, but the resolution of the issue is not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's number one, figure out why you're mad. Two, discuss one topic at a time. I know, okay, kitchen sink fighters, this one is gonna be hard, okay? Don't let everything pile up, right? So don't right. put everything in the argument. Mm -hmm. Discuss one topic at a time, right? Okay. It might mean that every day you need to talk about something to resolve a, con a conflict each day, but don't throw them, don't like pile them up and then wait till Friday and be like, oh. I have seven things to tell you. Like a right? way to start the weekend. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Number three, no degrading language. That's a good rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. You want to discuss the issue, not the person. So don't put down, try not to swear, no mm -hmm. name calling. Don't use degrading language. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't use it in an attempt to express how you feel or a way to make your partner feel bad. Okay. It's, okay. it's going to really lead to more character attacks and the whole issue is going to be forgotten because, you know, imagine if someone attacks your character, you kind of stop listening. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're attacking, you aren't on the same side. Right. right? You're, so think about it. How do okay. I stay on the same side? How do I stay on the same side? Okay. Number four. Express your feelings with words. Okay, stonewallers, right? If you're the person that's <laughs> silent treatment when you're mad, mm -hmm. we got to express. Now, that does not mean not take a time out. If you're so angry that you cannot figure out what you're mad about, you can't talk about a topic at one time, you can't say it without cursing, you probably need to take time away, right? Break. You need to say, like, I need to take a time out. Mm -hmm. But that's also verbalizing, right? You can right. say, like, look, I am way too angry to talk about this. And then give a time frame. Like, you need to give me the rest of the night to cool off, and then tomorrow we'll address this. Okay? That's good. Okay. Way different than storming off and saying nothing. Right. And then hoping the other person knows what the heck's going on. Right. Can't read your mind, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, tell us another one. Mm, take turns speaking. 
Okay. So you want to give your full attention when your partner speaks. You want to avoid making corrections or thinking about what you want to say. Why? Well, because your only job is to understand their point of view, <laughs> even I, if you disagree. No, no, I'm just teasing you a little <laughs> bit right now. Yeah, because, again, if you are in an argument and all you're thinking about is your retort. Right. You're not listening. No, you are not. Right. This mm-hmm. is a conflict resolution. These fair fighting rules are going to help you stay in a, a resolution standpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. Not an adversarial standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. What are some other ones? Yeah. Well, if you have an issue with that. So if you have an issue with the whole not being able to express yourself right then and there, uh-huh. set a little timer, one to two minute timer. So you, they can talk for two minutes. You can talk for two minutes. Kind okay. Of thing. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love the timer. Yeah. I thought, you know, I'm sure that if you've seen, uh, uh, I can't think of what the movie is. Dang. Um, the talking stick. Yes. What movie is that? I don't know. The cheaper by the dozen. I think call, it's like a bunch call of in right or now or text us. If you know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That. So use the talking stick, yes. right? If you have a hard time and you feel yeah. like you can't get your, um, you know, your, being heard or you're not letting the other person speak do Mm -hmm. something that i love the timer idea it's easy okay um no stonewalling Mm. so what is stonewalling um sometimes the easiest way to respond to an argument is retreating into your shell into your shell and refusing to speak that is called stonewalling okay so let's not do that you might feel better temporarily but the original issue will remain unresolved and your partner will feel more upset Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, kind of set the timer or say, mm-hmm. say I need a timeout and then agree to resolve the conflict later, right? There yes. are going to be some what we called earlier like the attack and retreat, right? So the <laughs> folks that like continue to pursue to try to resolve, right, the mm-hmm. argument. And if you are a person that tends to stonewall or shut down, it's not going to create um, a resolution because the other person is going to continue to pursue you because they're trying to resolve the conflict. Mm -hmm. So if you do say like, look, I'm just too mad. We'll talk about this tomorrow. That tells the other person you are going to address it just right now. now. Puts everyone on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Number seven, no yelling. Oh, ooh, this could be a tough one. Yeah, it can be, especially when you're really upset. Yeah. Yelling does not help anyone see your point of view. Instead, it sends the message that only your words matter. Okay, and there is research that shows that when we have an escalated tone of Mm -hmm. voice, so we may start yelling even or like talking very sternly and loud, the person that we are talking to actually becomes defensive so our flight or fight system kicks in mm-hmm. and so our it's very difficult for us to stay in that problem solving mind because we start feeling really defensive right okay. we're on the defense that makes sense. so if you're yelling right. um our bodies you know and our brains think like we're scared and we have to defend ourselves so. right yeah now Elizabeth, what about with children mm-hmm. when you yell at children do they just yeah same same thing? they stop listening yeah Okay. That's why I'm sure that sometimes you see a child just kind of like breeze. Mm-hmm. You're yelling at them. You've told them to do it seven times. You're yelling. They're doing nothing. Or they do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Have, they're not listening anymore. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, number eight, take a time out if things get too heated. Okay. So, yeah. In a perfect world, we would allow, we would all follow these rules 100% of the time, but it just doesn't work like that. So if an argument starts to become a personal or heated take a time out okay yeah nice last one attempt to come to a compromise or an understanding so there isn't always a perfect answer to an argument life's too messy for that so do your best to come to a compromise which means um give some you take some from both sides 
Nice. Okay. So great. So now you know the fair fighting rules. Yes. Okay. When we come back, we are going to take you through the fair fighting step-by-step guide. Mm -hmm. Now you know the rules. And then we're going to tell you how to do this step-by-step as we kind of come to a closing to wrap up the hour. Okay. Right after this break. Welcome to Brain Grub. It's Christine and Kaylee. So before the break, we were giving you the fair fighting rules. Yes. Okay. So these are the tools that you can start using or keeping in mind when you are getting into a conflict or you want to deal with a conflict and resolve this in a healthy way. Right. So now we're going to kind of get into the step-by-step guide of fair fighting. Okay. So first thing, before you begin, you want to ask yourself, what exactly is bothering me? Okay. Mm -hmm. You want to think about what do I want the other person to do or not do? And are my feelings in proportion with the issue? Okay. Okay. So again, if you are enraged about the cap of the toothpaste being off the toothpaste holder, Mm -hmm. I don't know, right? Uh, If the cap is off and you're enraged about this, is it really about the toothpaste cap or is it something else? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's bothering you and what do you want the other person to do? Mm-hmm. And is it in proportion? If it's not, you want to kind of spend some time figuring that out before you dig into trying to resolve this conflict. OK, what's sense. number two? You want to know what your goals are before you begin. So what are the possible outcomes that could be acceptable to you? OK. All right. So, again, resolution, mm-hmm. not winning right if number two you're like i want to (laughs) win then you want to think about like what other outcomes are acceptable here yes right because i want to win means your partner loses or your coworker, your child your spouse whoever right number three remember that the idea is not to win oh i jumped the gun but (laughs) to come to a mutually satisfying solution for the problem Mm -hmm. right so it doesn't mean again that both of you are going to walk away like i got everything i wanted but a mutually satisfying solution yeah compromise compromise okay yeah good number four set a time for a discussion with your partner in conflict Mm -hmm. it should be as soon as possible but agreeable to both persons Springing a conversation on someone when they are unprepared may leave them feeling like they have to fend off an attack. Mm-hmm. If you encounter resistance to setting a time, try to help the other person see the problem is as important to you as it should be to them. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I love this one, right? You can't yeah. just, don't just spring it on them. <laughs> no. Set up a time to talk yes. it out. Okay. And number five, state the t- problem clearly. At first, you want to try to stick to the facts. And then once you've stated the facts, you can start using feelings okay. messages, right? So these mm-hmm. are those I messages. Describe your feelings. Avoid you, right? Mm-hmm. You is a blamer, right? Yeah. Say, I'm really feeling angry, right? Yeah. This keeps happening. I feel disrespected. Not you keep doing this to me, right? Okay. Good. Number six. Six. Invite the other person to share his or her point of view. Okay. Be careful not to interrupt and genuinely try to hear his or her concerns and feelings. You want to try to restate what you heard in a way that lets your partner know you fully understand and ask your partner to do the same for you. Nice. Okay, great. 
Number seven, try to take the other person's perspectives if you can. So really try to see if you can put yourself in their shoes, right? Mm -hmm. Can you see the problem through the other person's eyes and look at the opposing person's viewpoint? See if it makes sense, right? Yes. Even if you don't disagree with this, just kind of try, try to see, like, how are they seeing things? Yes. Okay? Number eight, propose specific solutions and invite the other person to propose solutions, too. Okay, nice. So, mm-hmm. again, keeping up with the, we're both looking for resolutions on right. the same side, right? Number mm-hmm. nine, discuss the advantages and disadvantages of each proposal. So, this is that pros and cons list. Right. You don't have to get into, you know, writing these all down, but you can if you yeah. want to. Yeah, for sure. Pros and cons list always works. Yeah. Yeah. Number 10, final. Be willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. Allowing the other person only one option will make it difficult to resolve the concern. So when you reach an agreement on a way forward, celebrate. Yay! Woo! Decide together on a time to check in, discuss how things are working, and make changes to your agreement if necessary. No solution has been reached. Regarding the original problem, schedule a time to revisit the issue and continue the discussion. Okay, great. So you can say, I think we're going to draw this to a close right now. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's come back to it. Right? Yeah. I'm, I, maybe it's because you feel burned out. You guys have been working on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm really hungry. Let's just shut this down. for. Can we agree to like close this for now? We'll come back to it later. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. So... If nothing seems to work, mm-hmm. right, despite if you've now you know the fair fighting rules, you're trying this step by step strategy and it just doesn't seem like it's working. It just seems insurmountable or maybe what you're doing is kind of a little bit of fair fighting, unfighting squished together. Mm-hmm. You may want to reach out to a trained professional to help. Right. So you right. could get a mediator. You can come to therapy. Uh, there's lots of online tools that you can practice with if you don't want to do either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but we encourage you to reach out. Right. Yeah. Um, so the takeaways for today, our challenge of the week, if you will, <laughs> is think about a conflict that you have currently that mm-hmm. maybe you have not been addressing. Okay. And maybe try to use our fair fighting rules, not ours, right? The <laughs> strategies we told you. We yes. didn't create these. Nope. Use those strategies to try to resolve the conflict and really keep in the mindset of resolution. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want chronic stress. No. Right? Just think about this as in a way that it's like, it's good for my body. Yes. It's good for my soul. It's good for my relationships. Yes. Okay. We want to thank you so much for listening to us today. Thanks, everyone. We will be back next week. Yes. Again, if any of anyone was listening would like any special topics, please mm-hmm. uh, write in. You can write in on our website or you can text us. Either way, please share any you know, tips or strategies or things you want us to talk about here. Yes. Until next week. Be well. Bye everyone.